Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babiodi, traveler wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author, and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. Happy 2024 New Year's greetings from the No Jet Stress podcast. May your journeys be fruitful in 2024 and beyond, and may your Dunlops be forever dangling. Join me now as we return to the final episode of our conversation at the No Jet Stress podcast with Mickey bayer Clausen, the co-founder and CEO of Timeshifter. Enjoy. I noticed when I booked this appointment with you, you don't have any appointments that start before 3.30 in the afternoon. I, <laughs> I'm an adult, okay? I'm an adult. <laughs> It's because, listen, thought, Christopher, it's just because I'm busy. It's just because <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> listen, I have two, I, it's, here's my problem. I'm an night owl. I'm an evening type. And my kids, they, they, I have to drop them off in school 10 minutes past seven in the morning. It's, it's, it's so wrong, but, but that, that's the reality. And so what ends up happening there is I'm not able to change my chronotype. None of us are. It's genetic. And it's going to be that way for the rest of your life. Sleep changes your 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 homostatic drive. Those things will change your the, your eyes and how you interact with light is going to change. So we feel different when we get older, but the the your circadian clock speed is going to be the same ultimately. Now, what happens with people like me, where you're forced into a social setting? that you can't get around is we end up building a routine and we can live and we live with it. Okay. Mm. But it's not, it's just not perfect. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So it it still goes a little bit against us, but if if you have that routine for, you know, weeks and months, obviously uh, it gets easier where in the beginning it's very tough to change from getting up at 10 to getting up at six. Okay. Okay. So a couple of things, melatonin and caffeine, I believe they, well, they do play a role in helping manage alertness. In the UK, melatonin has to be prescribed. That's yep. also in the US. So when you say, you know, you don't use prescription medications within the time shifter that is true for the u.s audience whereas that would be seen as a prescription medication in the uk but how does that how i mean obviously it's part of it, it's it's one of the options that you can use is my understanding within the app but at the same time how do you what's that the there are detailed studies that support the use of melatonin as a naturopathically trained nutritional therapist, which is how I got into having this understanding of wanting to manage traveler well-being. I prefer to use maybe 5-HTP, which is one of the precursors before you get to melatonin, because of this idea that your hormones work on a biofeedback loop within the body. And therefore, if you are adding in melatonin, maybe it's about the dose. In fact, now that I'm saying this out loud to you, I'm thinking, actually, it's probably about the dose, really. 
and obviously the quality of the pharmaceutical grade substance you start with but yeah. in your in your own words how do you pass that because there is this idea that yes melatonin is good some say it's not so good and yeah. then there's the science and and everything else in between I mean, both of the melatonin and caffeine are two options within time shifter. Again, the, the timing of light, exposure and light avoidance is the foundation. Everything else is, or not everything else, but these things are optional. Now, why, why do we add melatonin in? Melatonin standalone without the correct timing of light exposure and light avoidance is not going to help you well. It can make, it can actually make it worse unless, you know, some people feel a little drowsy when they take melatonin and therefore it helps them fall asleep better. That's fine, but you're not, it's not beneficial to shift in the clock in the right direction unless you have at the foundation the right timing of light exposure and light avoidance. So that's the key. And so if people don't want to use melatonin, they just click off and say, we don't want it. And you will still get an effective plan. Now, melatonin, if you add it in, will help shift you faster, a little bit faster than if you just use the timing of light. What's the deal with melatonin? Well, melatonin is the hormone in our body that we produce on our own. Like I said earlier, you know, a few hours before bedtime, when your circadian clock anticipates that you're going to go to sleep, we it starts to be produced in our bodies. The problem, however, is when you cross time zones, your circadian clock anticipates you're going to go to bed and sleep at the wrong time. So you're not producing melatonin at the right time. Same for shift workers. It's not there. Yeah. And that's why... Melatonin is useful for shift workers and for people traveling, crossing time zones. But at home, I would never use melatonin every day because your body can produce it on its own. Yeah. Just make sure you dim down the lighting a couple of hours before bed. Your body can produce it on its own. So I, I would never recommend it on a daily basis unless your doctor has prescribed it for certain, you know, for a certain reason. So anyway, so melatonin, in order for it to, and, and we say that in the app, the dose is important and the type of melatonin. Ooh. So the dose, people typically in CVS and Walgreens here in the U.S., they go and buy 5, 10 milligrams. They think the more milligrams, the more potent it's going to be. So that's what I need. And that's completely contrary to what is effective. It should be smaller doses. It's way too high dose. You should have anywhere between half a milligram to three milligrams. And then we recommend a quick release instead of a slow release. A slow release is something that releases over many hours. What we want is we want to kick the circadian clock and say, now it's night, instead of now it's night. <laughs> six hours. So if the goal is to shift the clock quicker towards a new time zone, fast release, quick release, quick resolve, and uh, you know, anywhere between half a milligram to three milligram right. to three yeah. milligram is is what I would get. So that's the melatonin story. I use it. I I think it's I think it's helpful. I use the time shifter obviously without, and we have many users using it without. It's great as well. But it has that for me. It has that little kick that I also feel a little bit more drowsy, and and that helps. So that's good. You could argue that. Upon arrival, if you want to really be fancy and get a hack here, if if you're more concerned about sleeping through the night and maybe you didn't do pre-adaptation, which time shift allows for, you could switch to a slow release at the destination simply because then it helps you more with sleep and less with shifting. Right. 
So if that's your concern, it's not a sleep aid, but again, uh, that, that, that could be a way to deal with that. Okay, so then caffeine. Caffeine has nothing to do with jet lag, right? It doesn't impact the circadian system, or at least uh, what we know about it, and, and, and certainly the clock in the brain. However, it gives us acute alertness. It's a stimulant, and that's why we use it so often to get a kick. Now, the way that you can, it's also an option, so you can turn it off. If you're not normally using caffeine, don't start using it now. Just use the other features of time shift and focus on the light exposure, light avoidance. But if you are someone like me, you know, enjoying a cup of coffee once in a while, this will tell you when you can enjoy caffeine and to most effectively, according to science, use it the best way to get the most alertness. Now, a big cup of coffee in the morning and not nothing rest during the day is the wrong way to use it if you want alertness. Smaller doses more often is better. Right. So you don't need a lot of caffeine if you take it, you know, every hour, every other hour. And 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 so and then you have don't have the crash effect and whatever. So it's so that's the right way to use it. And then the other important fact which we present in the app as well is when to not use caffeine because caffeine can be in your blood for up to eight hours. And the last thing we want to do to people traveling or if if it's shift workers is to have them consume caffeine that's going to screw with their ability to fall asleep quickly or compromise their sleep quality. We're not going to do that. We want you to get the best quality sleep you can get. We want a lot of REM, a lot of deep sleep and, and caffeine can get in the way. So that's why we have it in there. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. So, so, You've talked a hell of a lot about the flexibility and the different things that time shifters can do. And with, with you know, with the science to back it up, it's great. I believe 1 million plus downloads in the app store or, or users, something like that. So not, not quite a million yet, but we're, we're getting, we're getting up there. We have, yeah, I think we have, we have north of 600. I think we're closing in on 700,000. Okay. Okay. So heading, heading that way as things, as, Technology evolves. And that's the jet lag app, by the way. That's the jet lag app. So as technology evolves, do you potentially see, because because the the other aspect is we know that, and one of the great distinctions you've also made is we have circadian science here, and then we have sleep science here. And you've combined seemingly the best of both to have an understanding and produce a product that works, which is great. And it's a good distinction to make and for people to realize. But as things as as things progress now, we know that the gold standard in terms of sleep is the polysomnograph. So you've got things like Whoop and Aura and all these other apps, Biosense doing PPG that give you bodily insights. And that's not to take away from the, the fact that the circadian piece is the foundational piece. Do you see a time when Time Shifter may add that type of data set or or maybe work with some of these tools or something like that that gives even more details and informs the ability of time shifter to to help those people specifically even more than it does right now yes the answer is yes and and we're already working on it so we will we will have a wearable integration although it's important to state that at this time 
there there are not really that many factors that are useful. We're we're looking forward to more sensors and more you know developments over the next years. I mean, we're mainly interested in when people are sleeping because that's when they are avoiding light, and right. that's a great way to to that's great input for us if we want to recalibrate what we estimate to be your circadian time. There are some other factors in there, of course, but there are many things we'd like to be able to measure that would give us an even more precise time indication that that can make things more precise. But if we look at something like jet lag and shift work, the, the honest truth is that being a lot more precise is not, you know, that is not going to help that much more. It's enough to be pretty close. Like I said, it's not a silver bullet. It's not like you do something on the app and then you shift it. And, uh, and, and then because you weren't precise, you've shifted to a different place. It takes a while, right? It takes some, it takes a few days, depending again on where you're going. And again, like I said, 80% following the advice, 80% or more gives you incredible benefits, as we've seen in our, in our studies. And the same applies to the kind of input we get. How much does it really matter for jet lag and shift work? It's going to matter, but how much depends on your wobble. It depends on all the changes to what we thought was the truth. If, if you're really going to bed very different times every day or whatever, maybe it will have an impact. But yeah, there will be there will be an integration. And we as a company are looking much more for ways to recalibrate and learn what time it is in your body. And in the future, you can expect that all kinds of different products you engage with is going to help us determine the precise circadian time you have in your body. And that's going to be the basis for everything you plan to do so that you can be healthier, safer. Yeah, deal with jet lag, sure. And deal with shift work disorder because it's such a pervasive problem and daily for, for so many people, but just daily with medications, with other things. The more we are able to you know, measure our time, our biological time, in a frictionless way, the more products and the more the, the circadian economy is going to explode, right? So, circadian so, economy is that an official economy? I love it. I just made it up today, <laughs> but the it's circadian. so valid. Yes, it oh, is yeah. so valid. It's, it's, the sleep economy is over half a trillion. I mean, circadian economy is 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 looking is 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 absolutely going to explode with more capabilities. The, the, the science is already there to a large extent, but there's a lot more studies to be done in the medical, in the healthcare setting, and et cetera. But just wait, everybody's going to know what circadian is, you know, in five years from now. Love it. I love it. Okay. Mickey, thank you so much for taking the time. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. There's so much in so much depth and richness in the insights that you've shared. Uh, I did have a bit where I wanted to start asking you about the specifics of what you do, but you've pretty much laid it out. You know you're a night owl. As much as you can, you try and stick to that. You have to have routines in place when that's not available. The first point for people to do 
is to really understand themselves first by applying their understanding or the best understanding they have of their circadian health first and foremost, before they layer anything else uh, onto that. Is there anything else you would advise them to do besides going back to live in a cave like a hermit, which is not necessarily available to us at this point in time? No, I listen. I think people should be aware aware of light's impact on their on their health and on their on their productivity, their performance. So, like I said, you know, consistency is is the foundation. The more consistent you can be, the better. If you go to bed, bed later on Friday night because you're out with some friends, try to not wake up much later uh, Saturday morning and just take a nap early afternoon instead. Because if you get if you wake up later, you're now shifting the circadian system even more, and you know. People that party Friday night and Saturday night, it's difficult for them to fall asleep early Sunday and go to work early Monday. And so, so it's it's really about to try to be as stable as you can. It's about getting bright light in the morning. It's about avoiding light a few hours before bed. Um, and and then when you're indoor, have good bright light. I know that there are some people living in homes where bright light looks bad on the wood or the carpets, or but if you're looking for increased health. That's the way to go. In elder homes, there, there, there's now studies proving that you are decreasing the number of falls by adding more strong light. And that translates into a longer life, you know? And so it's it's light is is and, and circadian science is the absolute foundation of thriving and surviving. There was circadian system or clocks in the bacteria that created the atmosphere. There are animals, there are flowers in certain flowers. I mean, it's, you know, you take it out of a mouse. I've, I haven't done those studies just to be very clear and, 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 and avoid a responsibility here. I would, I would not do that. But I know there have been studies in mice where they take the circadian clock out and they live shorter lives. I think for all of us to embed circadian as another component to exercise good healthy diet and then circadian because if you eat well but you eat at the wrong time if you exercise but you exercise at the wrong time and you have this wobble where you go to bed at these all these different you're going to live a shorter life like i'm not saying like with absolute certainty because we haven't i don't have a study to say to you here it is but that is what you can assume, and and you're not going to be functioning as well, and uh, prevent yourself from being sick. And you have a during 2020, a st- study was done by Oxford University in a hospital where they saw a 300 percent increase in COVID infections for night shift workers, hmm. and that's because the immune function isn't adapted to that schedule, and so they're just as many implications of not being stable and living the way we lived hundreds of years ago. There are just so many different reasons for taking it seriously. Okay. So last, last thing I would say, go on Google circadian science 
Go to timeshifter.com. We have a science section. There's some different articles. Be curious. In five years, you'll know. But if you're curious a little bit ahead of time to, to catch up and know what is really going on, dive deep into circadian science. It's a really, really great resource. And that's where I was going to kind of like dovetail us towards. Is there anywhere else? Timeshifter.com is one place to connect with you. Are there any other socials where we can find out about the latest stuff that you're doing with Timeshifter? Yeah, I mean, we have some, we have some social profiles. We're not as active as we should be. Apologize for that. We will be more active. But yeah, I mean, again, on our site, there there are lots of articles, and uh, if, if you can, if you read them, uh, move on. Check out the when there was a Nobel Prize uh, for medicine for three circadian scientists some years ago. It's worth watching that. It's really it's a little hardcore, so you need to be really interested in it, but. Uh, there, there are some different videos and resources out there. Not all of them are correct, but at least they're pushing us in the right direction. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, then. So it's traditional on the No Debt Stress podcast to ask our guests, what is your favorite destination around the world and why? And I have a caveat here. You can't choose New York <laughs> because you're there now. And you can't choose anywhere in Denmark. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll withdraw that. Come on. That's, that's, that's an element of you being homesick, I would assume. I don't know. But please, the floor is yours. Uh, oh, there are so many amazing places on uh, in the world, and it depends on what mood you're in, right? I mean, one of the most tranquil and nice places I've ever been is Bali. Um, I also love Thailand and the Thai culture and people. I think that's a great place, you know, for business. I love Singapore. And yeah, I, you know, just this summer I went with my family to Rome and Italy and Malfi Coast. Not bad. Oh, I, lots of people though, but too many people, but <laughs> we, we need to stop traveling. I, I <laughs> too many people but it was it was really wonderful yeah okay okay well I, I think i'll put rome at the top of that list because it's the latest and i had james hewitt on the podcast and he also chose singapore so we've had singapore in the runnings but yeah that's great really insightful and lovely to talk to you thank you for your time today and the insights you've given i'm sure our listeners will find lots to delve into to set them on a better trajectory in terms of managing their health whether they're business travelers or not mickey bear clausen it's been absolutely wonderful thank you so much for coming on the program we hope to see you again soon in the near future yeah thank you christopher and thanks for putting a spotlight on on circadian science and time shift i really appreciate it i think the whole field appreciates it thank you pleasure we'll do so again and catch up as the data informs us so that would be great that's a wrap thank you for tuning in to the no jerk stress podcast wherever you go farewell until the next time